0: What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day and I hope that you have found this content valuable. Um, In case you don't know, we are a daily podcast and you would be wise to subscribe to us because then you're going to get daily content delivered to your feed. Uh, Personally, I only listen to the podcast that I'm subscribed to. And the reason we do this daily is we're not trying to be spammy, but I just remember that when I was struggling, I needed all the encouragement I could get, um, especially with porn addiction. But really, you know, even today, like, I still need all the help I can get growing as a man, becoming a disciple of Jesus, uh, being a better husband for my wife, uh, one day being a father to my kids when the time comes. And so, I encourage you, you know, when you find content that's valuable, um, we're not the only valuable podcast out there, um, but when you find the ones that are valuable, make sure you stick with them and make sure you subscribe so that you get as much exposure to them as possible. Today, we're talking about the five, our five signs that recovery is around the corner. This is a really important subject because when you are In an addiction, okay, and let's say you are not engaging in any form of active recovery. So it doesn't mean you haven't done it in the past, but just, you know, in the moment, presently, there's no engagement in recovery. When you struggle with an addiction, one of the biggest emotions that you will face is hopelessness. And hopelessness across the board, it's not just hopelessness for the addiction, right? But if you can imagine somebody who, who wants to get more involved in their church because they feel like God has put a calling on their life to teach the word of God or to lead worship or to, you know, help young young adults disciple and grow. And they are afraid that if they were to actually step into leadership, they'd be a hypocrite. Well, the, the porn addiction lingering um, causes hopelessness regarding the addiction itself, but it also causes hopelessness for the future and for their calling. And you can see how this begins to impact somebody's mental health severely. And one of the best things that uh, that we get to witness in our community is when people are making progress and the the hopelessness lifts. It is literally like, like a shadow that was once cast over them is now suddenly gone and they can see the light again. It is just one of the most beautiful things. And What is, um, I guess, amazing about this, or what really marks this, is they have hope for the future. They actually believe that that life of freedom is within reach, and they believe that they could one day step into some of those things that are on their life. Now, I just gave an example, but for some people, it might just mean feeling confident in themselves. For somebody who's single, it might mean being able to ask out a girl confidently. Um, You know, there's, I don't know, there's, there's no right or wrong here, but we are all looking for these indicators that... What we're doing is right, that if we continue, it will help, and and that we actually have hope for a bright future. And I know that lots of you guys listening, I imagine very few of you listening are not action takers, because those are the kind of people that we tend to draw, is people who are very, um, you know, they, they don't just listen. That's what we found, is our listeners are people who take it in, and then they respond. They buy the book, they subscribe to the podcast, they sign up for the program, you know, whatever it might be. And so I'm going to guess that most of you are not in the camp where it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm struggling, but I'm not really recovering. Most of you are probably more in that area of, I'm making an attempt at recovery right now. And maybe you started applying some of the stuff we're, we're teaching you and you're trying to figure out if this is going to work. You know, we have one guy in our program who literally uh, went from watching porn daily to monthly just from applying a couple things he learned in the podcast. So that's what I mean is like we tend to try, draw people who actually apply what, what they learn because they're just crazy enough to think that it could work and it does. And um, what I want to do today is I want to provide you some indicators that the efforts you are putting forth are actually worthwhile. Because I think if if you don't if you don't know what you don't know in regards to you know the, the signpost that, hey, this is, this is really good. It, it may not look like full freedom, but this is actually really good. If you don't know those things, you can actually fall back into hopelessness unrightfully. Because of course, when you're addicted and you're struggling, we can sort of understand why somebody would feel hopeless. Not, not that hopelessness is ever merited per se, but it certainly is more understandable in that context. But when you are recovering, and you're actually doing things that are working, um, there's, no, there's no place for, for hopelessness there. But if you don't know what the signposts are or the indicators that you're actually recovering and improving, then you actually you, you might spiral back into hopelessness. And that would be a terrible waste of your recovery efforts, and it would likely slow down your progress. Now, let me just give you one more anecdote to preface this conversation before we kind of get into the five signs. When I, was, uh, when I was starting to make a recovery, like legitimately just was confident, okay, we've made some steps here. This is not Cynthia just tapping into willpower. This is not him white knuckling it. This is not just an internet filter that's blocking the behavior. Like when it was really apparent that I was actually making a recovery, I, I remember um, regularly telling myself, I can do it. I can do it. And I, I want to I wanna just um, kind of set the stage here by just saying you can do it. And I wouldn't teach these five indicators of recovery unless I knew that you guys could do it. There's nothing special about me. You know, I just, I, like I said, I found the things that eventually worked and I doubled down on them. Um, hope was a huge part of what fueled my journey because I saw that these things were working. I was starting to feel different. And in feeling different, I was able to see that, hey, you know what, I I think I'm actually gonna do it. I'm gonna actually make it happen. And it was very easy to talk myself out of it, you know, cause it's like, oh yeah, I've been here before though, I don't wanna get ahead of myself. But actually, um, I was really happy to get ahead of myself because who I used to be and what I used to be was so far back that getting ahead of him was literally the best thing I could do for me and for my future self. And I want to encourage you to, do, to be the same. Just don't be apologetic about your optimism, about your hope. And if it turns out that something you did maybe wasn't as effective, no big deal. You learn from it and you move on. Uh, it's still all the more reason to be hopeful about the future. Anyway, without further ado, let's jump in, guys. Okay, five signs that recovery is around the corner. Number one, probably the earliest indicator that we get in our community is when guys begin to respond to relapses positively. Now, I don't mean positively as in they're leaping for joy and they're so happy and they just shrug it off like you know water off a duck's back, they're good to go. Not quite like that. What I mean is when they respond to a relapse, they are not falling into self-condemnation. They are not wallowing or lamenting the decision. And instead, they are consciously and intentionally asking, how can I learn from this? How can I use this to make me better? What would I do differently next time? And the bounce back is significantly quicker. So maybe when they were addicted, they have a relapse, and it's a couple days, you know, that their psychology and their physiology is off. Well, after um, somebody has started to recover, that window starts to narrow down. Maybe it's a couple hours. Maybe it's a day. But that's probably the first indicator is just better responses to relapses really really important one and um you know we say this here like relapse is a is a part of recovery i'd probably say a little bit less definite definitively relapse can be a part of recovery we've had some people who come in and literally hit the ground running day one they do not look back and you know um i'm thinking of a, a couple guys even that we have up, up on our website like chris it's been over a year now for chris and he, he literally just did not turn back from the moment he started our program. So it, it does happen that way. But, um, but, but, you know, generally there will be some bumps and some scrapes along the way. And your responsibility is just to learn from them. So better response to relapses. Second, uh, more comfortable engaging with the inner life. Okay, now this is, um, this is a two-part. So this is talking about your personal comfort to actually ask yourself, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? Uh, where do, What are the thoughts underneath my behavior? Um, identifying behavioral patterns, all that kind of stuff, right? Like in the book, if you've got your copy of The Last Relapse, we talk about this in uh, chapter one about how all behaviors can actually be broken down into micro behaviors, right? Uh, we talk about macro behaviors like watching porn, but there's micro behaviors like um, scrolling on social media, getting into a fight with your wife. There's certain smaller things that lead to the bigger thing. So, Enhancing your awareness in these different arenas is a really good indicator and the reason is because our root issues that actually cause addiction in the first place are always present in these areas. In fact, they are primarily present in these areas. So, a lot of guys are are uncomfortable initially, not because they don't want to, but they literally just don't know how. It's almost awkward for them to ask like, what was I feeling today? Uh, why was I thinking about that? Are there parts of my past that might be contributing to the story I'm telling myself, or this perception that I have about a certain situation or myself or whatever it might be? Is there a reason this pattern exists? Why Why is this my pattern? Why do I? Why is it that every time, late at night, I, you know, I binge a bit on Netflix. I watch one or two too too many episodes. I scroll through some racy content and then I just end up watching porn. Like, again, just the more understanding you have of yourself, the better. And the reason this is such a great indicator is because if you are willing to engage with the inner life, then you are actually going to be able to, number one, identify the root issues. But number two, and and maybe much more importantly, you're going to be able to resolve them. So, um, and I don't know why I said maybe much more importantly, definitely much more importantly, you're going to be able to resolve them. All right. Now, like I said, this was two parts. So our third thing, okay, our third indicator that recovery is just around the corner is that you are more comfortable sharing your inner life. Okay, so the first um, or the previous point that we made is that you're more comfortable engaging your own inner life. This, the third is that you're more comfortable sharing your inner life with others. And this might look like a spouse. Uh, we have spotters in our program, which is kind of our version of an accountability partner. It could be that you are, uh, maybe maybe you're confiding in a pastor, a leader, a mentor, But it is being able to share not just about the things that are going on externally, the things that you've done. There's some relationships where that might be a bulk of the sharing, but it's having places where you're comfortable sharing your inner life as well. The fears, the insecurities, the temptations, the thoughts, and people that are willing to do this openly on a regular basis often move forward very quickly, very, very quickly. Um, and so I, th- I think this is a, a, an important one. I wish I could camp out here all day. Maybe I'll do another episode about this soon. But um, but this is a really, really important one. Okay, let's go to number four. Uh, number four is confidence that they will recover. So um, actually, let me, let me phrase that differently. It's confidence that recovery is attainable. And it's really, really cool. Um, let's go back to Chris uh, for a minute. Chris... Uh, when he was starting our program, the first month that he had gone without porn, which was his first month in the program, he, you know, he was kind of feeling, he was feeling good about himself, but he was really guarded. He he didn't want to get ahead of himself, and he had this great humility about him, where it was like, I'm really proud of my progress, but I've been here before, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, um, and I, I know I said earlier, you should get ahead of yourself, but what I mean is like, he didn't want... He didn't want to. I uh, just assume it was all taken care of, right? He didn't want to take his foot off the gas. So we do, like, we do encourage that confidence that recovery is attainable. Okay. Um, so what I mean is, Chris was starting to starting to get a taste, but wasn't fully sure. By the time we hit month two, you could start to see a little bit of a difference in Chris. His shoulders were a bit more rolled back. His face was a little bit lighter. Uh, tension in the cheeks—that's like one of the small micro things, micro expressions, or whatever you want to call it. One of the one of the indicators that we see in somebody when they're really starting to feel comfortable and confident in themselves again. And by month three, month my by month four, Chris now is like seeing the light, and he's like, "Oh, this is actually different. This is actually for real." And so I I just want to um encourage you you know if you're starting to feel that confidence it's a really really good sign and by the time Chris got to three four months I mean there was no like well you know I just don't want to get too far ahead of myself not at that point at that point it was like we did a baby and like there's no turning back let's freaking go so once you have that confidence that recovery is attainable really um it is quite literally around the corner Oh, I hate when people do that. I don't know why I just did that. It's not literally around the corner because we're not talking about a corner, but it is it is very much so around the corner metaphorically speaking. Sorry, I'm a wordsmith sometimes. Uh get in my head a little bit. But it is it is within reach. You can be really confident that it's not too far away. And the fifth sign and maybe my favorite is the presence of joy. The presence of joy. And you know, it's really interesting because um when people do start to recover and maybe they're not even like, maybe people hit like three, four months in our program and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I've done this before. Again, like they're still just that, like, I don't know for sure if this is different. Like there's not enough to really tell for sure. But the one thing that they notice when they're actually resolving inner issues and tackling the roots is the restoration or the increase of Of joy in their lives, just in the little things, especially like it's not joy in the big things. Like they have all these mountaintop moments. Sometimes that happens, but primarily it is actually the presence of joy in the little things. You know, they don't feel as much of a like they're in a huge hurry for their lives. Um, they they don't feel the pressure. They they find you know they they get into this little tiff with their wife or whatever, and they just kind of laugh about it afterwards, and they're able to move on more quickly. It's just it's the presence of joy in small things. And often a great sign that, again, the heart is healing. And I don't want to paint this picture like, if you have these things in one week, your life will be radically different. But I'm sharing these because uh, what I can say is, if these things are in your life and you continue down the path and you keep doing whatever it was that got you to that point, you will continue to see progress. So, So keep going. And if you hit a plateau well, then you know what you need to do. You need to you need to reach out and get some help, diagnose where are the shortcomings, what have you missed, and then tackle it and resolve it and keep going until you reach that place of full freedom. So that's everything for today, guys. Bit of a longer episode, but I do want to thank you for listening. I hope that this spurs you on to make a full recovery. I am cheering you on, man. If, if we were doing this in person and if this was a marathon, I would be on the sidelines hooting and hollering and leaping with joy, cheering you along the way. Keep going. You can do it. Have an amazing day, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content.